And hi. Hi. Welcome to what Dad Pods. What, 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 what is Oh, Dad Pods. Okay, it's good. Dad Pods. It's the podcast by dads for everybody. Yes. And we yet again have another special guest. Special guest. Uh, our special guest, uh, Alex. You want to introduce yourself, Alex? Ooh, I'm Alex, and I'm a dad uh, of three who wow. I'm currently ignoring upstairs. No, they're all asleep. Good. And I don't think that counts as ignoring your children when they're asleep. No, as long as you don't leave the house, right? Yes. I think you. Well, yeah. it, it, I mean, if somebody else is there, you're fine. Right, you can leave yeah. the house if someone else is there. But um, yeah, I've just went to the basement while they sleep. So sure. hopefully, <laughs> legally, this is all is that all checking out? I Dad think so. lawyers. I think, so. I, I think okay. you're allowed to be in a different room from your kids. Okay. <laughs> in fact, I think it's preferable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially when they're sleeping. I think at a certain point. When they're sleeping, it becomes weird that you're just uh -huh. hanging out with your sleeping kids. But I don't, yeah. know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. This is the what you're getting from me, by the way. So that's, <laughs> this that's is what we that's what we asked for. Uh, how old are your kids, uh, Alex? Yeah, great I was question. About to call you dad. <laughs> <laughs> how old are you, Dad? Um, my kid, I've got a ten-year-old, a seven-year-old, and a five-year-old. Yeah. Okay. That's, wow. Okay. I do the math because we're at weird ages, at weird times of the year where, depending on when you ask, it changes based on birthdays and. It's seconds. you know the fact that they continue to get older is a big problem. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, and we're going to talk about the oldest one in, in a bit. <laughs> oh boy. Um, yeah. So, but, so yeah, so Alex, uh, and we've talked about this many times, but uh, so I have just the one. He's 11. Okay. okay. And uh, and Mike's got two girls. What, yep. 12 and... And nine. Yeah. And, and, okay. and similarly, the, the youngest one's about to hit a birthday, so it'll be that tiny period of time when there's a two-year. <laughs> or, yeah. or it seems like it's a two-year age gap, but it's really the same age gap that it always is. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So Mike, you and I have 10 year old girls together and uh, th that's a special age of not quite a teenager, uh, not quite uh, a child anymore. Yeah. I suppose if they would come up with some kind of term for it, it would be really helpful. Um, <laughs> well, I have the older one and uh, she's 12 and she's yeah. very much acting like a teenager now. Like that, yeah. that is like in full board. She will be a, an official teenager very soon. Oh. And uh, yeah, that's there. That's I'm seeing it already. Some yeah. things are good, you know. You see a lot of accomplishment. Uh, mm -hmm. We'll we'll get into it a bit more. The youth sports, pretty fun for this age. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I can I can I can attest to your your daughter sort of being teenager. Remember, so we used to you know nowadays we're we're separated by a couple a few hundred miles, but uh, you know our kids grew up sort of together, and our my 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 son and her and his oldest were sort of like you know, BFFs. And nowadays, uh, it's actually my son and his youngest that do most of the communication between oh, the two. They're like yeah. online all the time. It's like, hey, you want to play this game? <laughs> yeah, yeah like because because his oldest sort of matured out of talking to, you know, my 11-year-old idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I understand that. Um, so did you guys do uh, art stuff together? Uh, am I outing no, no, absolutely not. No, no, no. Uh, so we actually met through Mike's wife. So I was a colleague of Mike's wife. Okay. Doing like nonprofit housing stuff. Oh, and cool. uh, she was, we got, we became friends and then, um, you know, she got pregnant and then uh, like a year later, my wife got pregnant. 
So it was like, it was like the symbiotic thing. So we didn't really meet each other at Mike and I until we were dads. So that's kind of yeah. the first of our relationship is that we were sort of that cool. group of friends, that group of friends that you sort of latch onto once you become a, a parent, right? yeah. you're like your whole, your whole life changes and your whole uh, yeah. network of friends changes. So there's friends yeah. that you just don't talk to anymore. Uh, <laughs> and then there's, there's friends that you sort of gain. So you know, yeah. Mike and I are gained friends. So, so not only is Alex a dad, although that's obviously a very important part of what Alex does, he's also uh, the host of a, a different podcast. Uh, why don't you tell us about that? Oh, six seasons in a podcast. What's there to say about it? Um, so six seasons in a podcast is a podcast about community, the TV show. And it's one of many podcasts about community, the TV show. Um, but I suppose the unique thing about it is that I, I have, um, I actually get to interview the, the writers and the cast and crew of the show. So it kind of is pretty fun and unique that, uh, I don't know, somehow I lucked into the job. I don't know if I'm good at it, but I, uh, have fun with it. And so I get to talk to folks like Ken Jong and Joel McHale, um, as the writers, like I just talked to Tim Sicardo, who was, uh, this was a cool story. He was a writer's assistant on the show for a few years and then grew up and became a, an actual staff writer on the show. Um, so that, that was a really cool thing. You know, Junior, uh, I'm taking this moment to tell you about this, but it, I don't know, here, here you go. You can cut all this stuff out, Mike, or do what you want. No, no, no. That, that is not something we do here. We just go. Okay. Yeah. Um, so a staff writer, well, like, like what a, a writer's assistant does is like basically, um, Mike, were you around when we were talking, when we uh, we got a bunch of the notes from Andy Bobro? I, yes, I remember that. Yeah. So we got basically all of, of the notes for that um, either Sano Panos or... Um, uh, Sona Panos and or um, Tim Sicardo would have written. So this they're basically listening to like a bunch of writers say, well, and Dan Harmon say like, what if we did this? And so or no, and so we certainly need this aspect of of the joke, or we need this part of you know. But this is the really big plot point that we need. And so he's writing down all of these conversations in like a format that like you're supposed to understand so that if you go back and need the, you know, and want to jog your memory. And anyway, so he did that for two years on the show and, and I've read some of his notes and I, and they follow, I, they track. And it's like really fun to, to see like, Oh, this is the conversation that they were having in the room when they were making episodes like Annie's move and uh, um, some of the ep episodes from season three, really cool stuff. So, um, but then he was able to graduate and get into season four and five as a staff writer um, because he's, you know, very talented. And uh, so it's cool to have conversations with folks like that who have really interesting perspectives. Um, you know, he was actually in the NBC page program before hmm. all this. So he was a Kenneth basically, um, you know, so just really cool stuff like that where you just, if you didn't stop and have a podcast and talk to these folks to get their background, you would never know. You wouldn't know their back, you know, their backstories. You wouldn't know how community came together and these folks, um, you know, created this show that we love. That's really great. And I think relating it back to the top, the theme of our podcast, like it's, mm -hmm. I think it's often good to show kids these things that like these things that seem really polished that they might consume TV shows or whatever. It's a lot of work. 
And it's a lot of work by like a lot of regular people that when you talk to them, they're like, oh yeah, this is what it takes. Like we talked about it for hours and like actually someone's job was just to take notes on everything that was discussed. And that's how you write these things. And that's why it looks so good. Yeah. 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 And, and what's really interesting about each one, you know, so many of these different writers had a different, like, you know, Megan Gans, who's famous uh, for Mythic Quest now and for Always Sunny in Philadelphia. She was like 19 when she became a staff writer or staff writer on Community. She came out like roaring and awesome and to totally, uh, you know, but then you had someone like Andy Bobro, who was, I think he was almost 40, if not 40, when he became a staff writer on Community, which both of them, this would have been one of their first um, sh uh, shows to be on. So, so you're saying I still have a chance to be a staff writer on Community then? Well, not Community. Um, okay. But, <laughs> um, but I, th but I, th what it, what it tells me is that it, if you, you know, they have all have a lot of in things in common, which was one, they're really funny people, but they all took time to really hone their craft through. Upright Citizens Brigade or Groundlings or um, I don't know if there's any other um, comedy Olympics. They went and did, you know, classes and put in time and effort to really get to the point that they're at now. And it wasn't like any of them lucked into this situation where they never put in any bit of work and it was just, you know, they all they all did effort, made an effort to to get where they're at, and well well deserved on all the accounts. So, going to the topic at hand with being a dad, it really was helpful for me to go to a life lessons that I've learned from this is to talk to my own kids and and say, you know, the oldest wants to be a vet, so you know, for her, I'm just going to have to you know continue to pound the science and math for her. Um, the middle one wants to be a nurse practitioner in a NICU. Um, mm -hmm. so she wants to be a nurse, uh, wow, for it's, NICU it's seven already knowing that. Wow. Yeah. She wants to work with babies. And well, the dad part of me was like, well, you're obviously be a NICU nurse. It, well, and you'll obviously be a nurse practitioner because, you know, nothing wrong with being a nurse, but Hey, you want to be in charge and also be, you know, make the money of a, you know, like mm -hmm. uh, right. I mean, uh, dad's gonna get a dad shake. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Take... Yes, 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 yes. yes. Totally. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Or um, the doctor. You know, she could be the doctor. She I the, you know, listen. I I think she's smart enough to be, to be the doctor as well. Um, but uh, you know, uh, in in some ways, do half the amount of school and and make have half you know a third the amount of debt and still make <laughs> you're really a pretty planning good, this out yeah <laughs> still make a pretty good amount of money um, as a nurse practitioner um mm -hmm. you know it's not not a bad bad gig um you know i wish i could do that for the vet but the vet's gonna just be uh someone's gonna have to pay for her, her debts um <laughs> that's gonna make pretty good money they can yeah, okay. yeah she loves horses though so i'm like uh but you're not gonna be a horse vet because they don't make they don't make that much money at all. Well, it depends. Working for the horse racer. Yeah, yeah. See, I mean, unless you, you, yeah. Like, maybe she exactly. could be like uh, Bob Bob Baffert's like uh, like PED connection or something. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, shots fired. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, We're getting, getting a little yeah, political. That's, that's, horse, that's political so, uh, horse political on. Horse political on you. That's a uh, that's really interesting. My kid just wants to like stream him playing Minecraft online. That's, mm. Yeah. That's, that's so, so do you get this with your kids that you know, they, they want to be YouTube streamers? I have a, a nephew who wants to be a YouTube streamer 
and he is 6'10 at age 16. And I'm Ooh. like, son, you're going to be a seven-foot kid. Like, you, <laughs> you go play basketball, and they will let you on any basketball court in college for free. Yeah. yeah. Like, even if he doesn't play any past it, he'll, he'll get four, four years for free. Right. Right. So, anyway. Um, it's, a good, it's a good deal. I'm going down in a couple of months or in a month to go visit him and, and we're going to have a, a come to Jesus conversation about, about, about uncle Alex. Maybe what I can do is help fund some of his passions for video, uh, for video games. And, um, but really, you know, and his dad will pay for coach, you know, coach to come train him in that kind of thing. But, uh, you know, maybe then he will buy me a, a Tesla when he makes it <laughs> into uh, NBA. Anyway, so, so you just mentioned, uh, you know, be, being an uncle, and I think we should we would be remiss if we didn't talk about where you were this past week. Uh, yeah, um, so I, I had a really fun experience. I, I have ADD, and so my decision making process uh, comes quickly, <laughs> and so I. Uh, uh, and I have, uh, you know, we, with the pandemic and that kind of thing, we, I had not seen two of my brothers, uh, in a while, the three of us all together. And so I said, Hey guys, you know, we all just got vaxxed. We're all, you know, immune and, and immortal. Why don't we, um, get together up in, um, Minnesota where my brother is, uh, in St. Paul and, you know, he's got a bar up there and it's, uh, a, now that I have visited, it, I, it wasn't just a magical place in my head. It is now a magical place that I visited. And it's it's a really cool a cool place. It's a, a queer soccer bar in um, St. Paul in, in the Midway uh, uh, neighborhood. And it's about a thousand feet from the soccer stadium, MLS soccer stadium in Minnesota United. Mm-hmm. Um, it's... Uh, <laughs> You know, when they're starting back in June, they'll have it up again. But um, they've got drag shows a couple nights a week. Um, they've got soccer games on at 8 a.m. on Sunday mornings. And, you know, if, you, if your local, uh, not local, but your premier soccer team is on at 8 a.m. on a Sunday morning, you can go watch. So I, we did that. We watched uh, the, um, I forget my team. What's my team? Uh, the, the, Roosters. Um, who, you guys know which one I'm talking about? Is this the Premier League. I don't. Yeah, prim, you don't follow Premier League. I'm totally. I, I follow Premier League. Which uh, uh, it's Tottenham's Hotspurs. It's Tottenham the Hotspurs. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, can you edit out everything except for me getting? I'm no, 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 no. We don't do that edit. here. We're dads. Yeah. We just keep going. <laughs> because, uh, because my brain, I you went Roosters, and I was like Roosters, Roosters, Roosters. Hotspurs. Yep. Yes, I was. So yeah. the Spurs. We watched the Spurs play on su- uh, Sunday morning, but the night before we went Keane, to. By the way. Yeah. Um, when if they can keep Harry Keane, then they'll be they'll be all right. But um, we we went to the Uni- Minnesota United game on Saturday night. And then basically this parade of people walking past and they won. So this happy parade of people going back to his bar, filling it up, doing karaoke. Um, I'm totally, you know, on top of ADD, I've got uh, general anxiety disorder. So I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> I'm like, too many people. <laughs> I don't like this at all. Um, 
but I, I loved it at the same time because it was like so cool to see my brother like have this successful place. And, um, you know, I think there was a lot of concern about, you know, it was, it, you know, it's the oldest gay bar, I think, in St. Paul. And, you know, this guy, this, you know, straight guy, was he going to buy this bar and turn it into, you know, um, this soccer bar? And, and is it totally gent- going to gentrify this bar? And, and you know, he did, you know, he was able to merge these two worlds in this beautiful place where, you know, like I said, on a Sunday morning, we watched Spurs play and, you know, later in the week, they'll have, uh, you know, drag shows and, you know, it's the first place where some of these drag queens are seeing their first soccer game and some of these soccer teams or uh, soccer fans are seeing their first drag shows and it, it's all working out. And it's, I don't know. I, so it's just a, a really cool opportunity to to visit him in that place. Then on Monday, we went and saw uh, the Twins get annihilated by the White Sox, 16 to 4. It was a beautiful game. <laughs> wait, that, so wait. Is, wait, wait, wait. Is that the one where the where the guy hit the pitch from the uh, the infielder he, and it went he, like 4,000 feet? Yeah, he threw okay, a 45-mile-an-hour awesome. pitch and yes. whoosh. Yes. It would went really, really far. And it was awesome. So you we, were at the game, and that's like in now meme history. Like it's it's all over Twitter. That game is like yeah. very famous. Because, yeah, because it was Tony awesome. It was just like that was he shouldn't have done that. Yeah, and yeah. We can, you guys threw at him and and then baseball happened and it got yeah. took all the fun out of everything. Exactly. <laughs> um yeah. So I was at that game. And uh but I, earlier in that day we had done a, a live I don't know, it wasn't live. We just recorded it. Uh, th- that's kind of how live works, I guess, in one sense of the word. Um, we recorded a, a podcast episode. I did my top 10 of community with my brothers and um, capped off a, just a, a wonderful weekend. And, and so I think what you're getting at, Mike, is that, you know, being a dad also, you know, if you've got brothers, it's just a an element of that. Um, and, you know, it was really cool to, to get the three of us together and really bonding um, in a way that we hadn't in a long time. Uh, so it was a great weekend. It worked out perfectly. Awesome. Uh, I am so tempted to just start pelting you with uh, EPL questions because <laughs> because your Spurs win actually got my Chelsea into the Champions League next year, uh, which you probably don't care about at all. Or, or you're like, oh, whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I I'm a hack and I don't know much about it. So you can ask me about uh, baseball. Um, okay. And I know a lot about baseball. <laughs> well, Mike and I hobbies, are weirdly, though. oddly obsessed with the uh, California, or the Los the Angeles. Angels this year. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Mostly I, I, because of Otani. But. Yeah. I'm only into the weirdness in baseball. So, yeah. and I think this is a, a thing to uh, it's circling around to dad topics of like, the interesting thing about baseball is not the actual baseball. <laughs> it's the, the weirdness around baseball. It's like, you know, a manager it's getting mad, in- his own, his own player hitting a home run. Yeah. That's- because an infielder threw a 45 mile hour pitch that the guy yeah. just played softball with. The interesting thing is this team that's sub 500 where they have a pitcher who leads the league in home runs. That's yeah. really interesting to me. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I-, I love the angels. I-, I think it's great. You know, Jared Walsh coming in and, and then you got Albert Pujols who, who has to leave because uh-huh. This is what happens, you know. You yeah. uh, you can't and they have play this game the best, forever. And they might have the best player since Bonds, yes. and they can never be more than like a game over a five hundred, which is yeah. crazy. Yeah. 
<laughs> but I bring it up just like uh, we talked about community is like, you know, we have our hobby as dads, we have our hobbies and it's oftentimes fun if you can connect it with your kids somehow. So have you managed to get your, any of your kids into community? There, here's the thing. I, I, this is not a judgment on anyone. This is just, uh, my 10 year old, I think is a little young to understand the, the depths of community. Mm -hmm. I will, however, not, she will go through the process at some point Mm -hmm. of, of understanding like the meta humor of community. She will um, get that. We're working through going through the Harry Potter books and movies. Um, I, I'm not saying I'm sheltering my kids. Um, I just, I love the, the, uh, the youthfulness and the innocence that, yeah. that they have. Um, and, you know, it's like, at certain points, you know, when you introduce these things, you start, you have to have other conversations and, and I think it'll be good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think, you know, once probably at age 12, you know, mm-hmm. and my wife, my wife might go, uh, I don't know about that. Um, but I think they're going to start having the kids are having conversations with their friends about things way younger. Oh yeah. And, I think it's one of those opportunities to like have something with your, with my daughter that we bond over and that I can, you know, cause my wife's like, I didn't get, I didn't get grow up with these jokes. So I don't, I don't understand why Chevy Chase is funny <laughs> and, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, so I, I, I identify and I know this will be a special thing for, us it just hasn't happened yet because i think it's like i don't know it's not a good start it's not a good starter sitcom you need to have seen other sitcoms because part of the joy of it is it references like tropes from Mm -hmm. sitcoms and other media but but so alex so speaking of things that you have bonded with your daughter on let's let's just jump into you know why we're here our main topic of the day So yeah, what I have um, had a, a lot of success bonding and talking with her, and you know, one of the things we've we talk about after soccer practices, where I say, you know, so what do you think you did really well on? Like, what what do you think you like you really excelled in this week, and what do you think you need to work on? And and it's great that she can identify those things without me saying like, so you really were slow today, and we <laughs> you need to pick up your feet, you know, like she. I think she knows, like, it's really great to see her identify the areas um, where, you know, and, and uh, you know, she's, she said, like, oh, I, re- I like having you as our coach. Oh. I'm, I'm one of the coaches. I don't like head coaching. There's too much pressure. Um, <laughs> I like being the offensive coordinator, but. Mm, gotcha. Um, but, yeah, as far as head coaching, it's. Uh, it's a, it's, I ran into two situations in two different, yeah. So you run into coaches on the other side who have, don't have that same kind of like, Hey, I'm here to like have fun with these girls. Mm-hmm. And especially at like U10, U9, like this is, they're none of these girls are going to, play in the MLS or you were mm-hmm. playing right. w- women's world cups. Um, 
likely none of these girls are going to play college ball. <laughs> like mm-hmm. maybe, maybe one or two of these girls might, but like, uh, well, the odds know, are just against it for anybody. Yeah. I mean, yeah. realistically, realistically, mm-hmm. like, you know, and, and so I've, I ran into, you know, I don't have to rehash it, but um, there was a, a moment where I, I, they, I, and I think I have a little bit more of a, like a skin on it now where and and a toughness to like especially like when they're doing the elbows and they're really pushing on each other like that really bothered me at first um because it it was just so much like violence against each other at such a young age that i was Mm -hmm. like really it's like this like this how it's supposed to be and i think i've gotten a little bit more like okay I, i i see like you know, we played one team. I'll just say it. Like they were li- straight out. One of the girls like just wrecked one of our players like Oof. onto the ground. Yeah. And I stopped the game and I was like, I literally yelled. I said, "We're stopping this game if this keeps on happening," because like it wasn't just elbows. It was like the girl like was flat on her face after getting mm-hmm. pushed over, and it was anyway. It's just. Do, do you have refs at that age? Yeah, we in this one league. And I'm glad we're in a new league because the, in the, the the league that we were playing in, it was like he, the kid must have been maybe 16. Mm. Oh wow! And it, it just was it was really bad. He had no control, um, sure. you yeah. know. And 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 so I lobbied him a couple times about stuff and you know things like the girls kicking the ball while the while the goalie has the hand her hands yeah. on it. Like right. that to me is like one of the most like biggest no-nos of soccer in yeah. in any any uh, form. So that's a yellow card in the EPL. Yeah, I mean, like you know? yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, uh-huh. like, like these kids get kicked out for for these kinds of things, and he wasn't calling that stuff. And so I got, I wouldn't say I lost myself. I I just was so I was really like concerned about these girls. Sure, and, sure. and um, so. At the game was over. We we lost. That was fine. One of the moms from the other team came over and yelled at me for what I did. <laughs> I was like, after that, nope. I'm not. I'm no longer Other head coach. Parents are the absolute worst. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was. It was. It's. It was so crappy because it was. She came over because she was the mom of the daughter who had done the pushing. <laughs> yeah. And so when I yelled, we're stopping this game if this keeps on happening, mm-hmm. this little girl got upset. Right. And was like, well, if you're not a bully, like, I'm sorry that I just, yeah. like, called out your bullying. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> what, what am I supposed to... Did, anyway. did the, did the uh, ref at least call a foul at that? Uh, yeah, but I mean, foul in the sense that you here's, here's you your ball, kick. you yeah. get a free kick, but like, right. you know, we can go into the no yellow cards. Yeah, yeah. We can go to the efficiencies of U10 soccer. Like sure. yeah. the the girl should have been sent off. Sure. You, right. you know, like, but anyway. Um, so it it was one of the, that moment where it was like, oh, like this person came over and called me out for something I was doing to protecting my girls. Yeah. I was like, no, I will be assistant coach. I love working with the girls. <laughs> I love, you know, I love challenging them and sure. like getting down on their level and being like, you know, I, I had this fun moment with this one, our, our lead striker. And it was like, I sat, I, 
I sat her down um, during one practice and I said, you know how I keep on teaching you how to pass? Stop doing that. <laughs> I was like, you need to stop passing because you are too good at shooting the ball. And yeah. your wings will get you the ball and you will shoot it. And that is how we win games. Like, yeah. So it was just like, I really appreciate you listening and like learning all this stuff. And But like, she's like this tiny little thing, but she is magical on the mm -hmm. soccer field. And, and it's just like, I, I think you just have to teach kids like exactly what they need. And I don't know. I just like it. I really, mm -hmm. it's, sure. it's, it's really rewarding. And it is very much made up for this one moment where this mom came and yelled sure. at me for, <laughs> yeah, but uh, Mike, yeah. Have, Mike, have you done any coaching for girls? I, so, so I have, and uh, my youngest one does do 10 u soccer as well. Uh, we haven't had that type of experience. Certainly there's girls that are pushing, but more like the, the regular soccer pushing, like, you know, definitely not elbows like, and yeah. yeah, little elbows yeah. bumping a little bit. Um, you know, nothing really intentional, right? Like they're, mm. they're going for the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I was coached for 10 U uh, softball actually for my oldest one back in the day, because they needed another coach. I have not even played little league. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> me being a coach at any level for, any type of baseball softball was was interesting to say the least <laughs> yeah i've uh i've avoided coaching uh so my kid plays my kid plays basketball but his like for most of his uh youth he, and he still does it he's uh he's on a swim team so oh, cool. i'm a decent swimmer like i can get across the pool and and stuff but i i couldn't coach that yeah and yeah. they th he's got like 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 paid coaches for for mm -hmm. swimming mm -hmm. Um, but basketball, I've I have intentionally avoided it because I'm like, I understand my own self and how I would sort of teach and yell and, and that kind of stuff. It's like, you know what? I just need to sit back and just, <laughs> just sit down and watch. I can watch and I'll like my, you know, my wife and I always sitting there and we're just watching like just a practice because they haven't actually had like league games or anything during the pandemic. They've just had yeah. practices, but I'm like over there and they're just in a scrimmage and I'll, I'll be I'll be calling travels and I'll be just like ref ref you know and 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 the ref looks at me like just be quiet dude okay. <laughs> I will be quiet sorry so so in my case uh, they needed coaches uh, like the, our other coach had never been a coach before our, the, the head coach had never been a coach before so it was it was a clear situation like in order to have a team they needed people to say and like yeah I, I could totally do it and yeah we'll, we'll figure it out I just watched a lot of YouTube videos how did you get into this Alex how did you end up being a coach um I think it was one of those kind of need moments of, you know, well, here's, here's a story. So we're talking dads. Um, you know, uh, my dad is great. Love him. You know, what he brought to the table was someone who was emotionally available and just made me be a thoughtful person, you know, smart guys, PhD and, you know, but emotionally was just, you know, that's where he taught us to just be able to emote and that kind of thing. He did not, was not super involved with the sports side of things at all. And I, I really thought to myself that this was an area where I could be involved. And if it could instill in my kids a sense of athleticism and uh, teamwork you know, I don't know how serious we want to get here, but I, I, 
never felt great at being at working on a team because of you know not having great team dynamics and um having that i played on basketball teams and played on some one soccer team i think or two soccer teams played a little baseball um but never really worked on this that side of the skill of like working on a team and like making friends and and then also developing my my body into you know getting myself in shape and that kind of that kind of thing and i can still see it to the to this day and, and it's to me one of the drivers of, of like being involved with my kids sports is saying you know to my daughter like she's not the fastest on the team she's you know middle of the pack at best speed wise um cerebrally she's pretty smart she knows to be where to be but the thing that she brings to the team and everyone com comments on it is she's the most enthusiastic, energetic, and thoughtful person on the team. She'll say, great, great game, you know, Olivia, or, you know, great job, Susan. And neither of those are names, but, um, <laughs> but it just to me, it's like, if I can have, uh, if, if I instill in her that being a good friend and, you know, being a great teammate and you know challenging yourself physically to get better like those are wins in my book as as far as being a dad in in you know, all of this so you know i think that's where i'm i was always into sports um whether i just you know watched sports or you know participated in some of it but um yeah i that's where it wasn't i wasn't afraid to get involved from a coaching standpoint because it was like i know enough about soccer because from uh -huh. watching it and 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 i played in a little in a men's league for a little while and knew enough about you know touches and you know trapping and and formations and that kind of stuff so that you know i'm not going to coach when they're 16 17 18 you know yeah, i'll coach right. when they're 10 and it's a <laughs> lot easier to watch a youtube video and, and kind of instill in some of that so yeah that, that's kind of my background with it got it yeah and that's kind of like the level i tapped out at like even at 10 so i was the pitching coach and i, okay. I did teach some um i'm gonna say i got two of the other girl no i'm gonna say three i got three of them to be able to consistently throw the ball over the plate which is actually all you want yeah <laughs> at, at 10 but then my daughter is pretty good and like she's pitching I'm like yeah sorry i can't help you you're already like you're, you're beyond the skill level that i can hit <laughs> do you guys have trouble and and this is something that i have trouble with with, with my son is he listens to his coaches mm. like intently me not so much like, you know, when we're doing basketball stuff or when we're, right. you know, he won't listen to really, my, my wife's an excellent swimmer and he, she, he really doesn't listen to her on like, you know, what you need to do is follow through on this. And it's like, no, 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 no. Coach could say the same thing. It's like, oh, okay, coach. And then that goes and does it. And it's kind of the same thing with me with basketball. I'll be like, sure. you know, you should really call for the ball, put your hand up, make sure you bounce pass, that kind of stuff. It's like, no, 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 no. I don't want to listen to old man. But then the coach tells them the same thing. It's like, oh, okay, gotcha. Dude, and just goes out there and does it. It's great. You guys have that trouble with your kids or it's just me? Well, I'll see. It'll be interesting to see with the youngest, the boy, um, because uh, I have two people pleasers in the, in the girls. And so they listen to me and, and uh, are enthusiastic about, you know, um getting involved the middle one especially is she does gymnastics and 
So she's going to be super fit. We're not, I'm kind of waiting till U10 to get her back into soccer. Um, but she's going to be so fit and ready to play soccer at U10. And, um, but she has a great attitude of just listening and wanting to play soccer with me. The boy will be interesting. You know, mm-hmm. he's definitely got his own, like, this is what I want. This is how I will do it. And no one will change my mind. So I have a feeling, Shane, that I, I might have some of that <laughs> where it'll be like, yeah, there's always this is what one, coach there's says. There's always one rebellious kid, right? Yeah. And, and I just happen to be lucky to be born with just the one. i I definitely got a lot of that and like i was even volunteering to help a bit with the the 12u team that Mm -hmm. my oldest one's on now and she's always pushing me like no don't get away dad i'm like you know it doesn't take much to just toss the ball and be at a station here she she wants (laughs) me to take off yeah and your youngest is the rebellious one if there's yeah yeah. two well, <laughs> now, now they're both rebellious because now the oldest one is turning into a teenager. So <laughs> we get it on all sides. That's nice. how it, that's how it works. I, I I honestly I do not envy you with the four girls between the two of you. <laughs> I I love it. I think being dad girl or girl dad, whatever however you say it, is um, it's girl dad. Girl dad. Dad girl is different. Yeah, <laughs> I guess that's true. Um, I grew up with three brothers, so. Okay. Four of us um, being uh, a nightmare to my mom, uh, you know, having girls was definitely a, a change of pace for me. And, and so starting off that way, it's been been lovely. And uh, but, yeah, I can see how just having boys is also a magical place, too. <laughs> so uh, of the kids that you're coaching, was there any like funny incident that happened or any what's the funniest thing that the kids might have done? Funniest thing that the kids, um, yeah, you know, we're playing soccer and foot uh, soccer is, you know, you're, you're kicking a lot. And um, one of my kids passed the ball very strongly to me one time and I stuck down my foot to trap it. But instead of trapping it, it ricocheted right back to them and whacked them right in the face. Oh, um, <laughs> took out um luckily it was my daughter and oh. so, <laughs> so i yeah almost killed my own daughter with with a soccer ball once but yeah um most those are the most like uh, i've had a couple moments where I, I was you know kind of dribbling around and did a kind of this this kick up move to get the ball above them but it didn't go quite high enough and so it you know whacked the girl in the face those mm. are the the moments in I think that stick out the most or it's just like you don't want to hurt the children that you're that you're supposed to be protecting for this sure. hour and a half <laughs> yeah but you know incidental contact that, that, that. yeah I was I, it was so funny I was like oh my gosh are you okay I knew it was going to happen I just you know you can foresee this like you're not good enough to put the ball above, you know, arc it over them. Come on. Right. Man. Exactly. Yeah. No. That happens. Yeah. Your last name is not messy. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I got to say the worst thing for me is as the pitching coach. So there's a, there is a part of the season where there is some coach pitch. I mm-hmm. am not very good. I, the, the underhanded motion and they didn't let us get closer. Like normally in other leagues have been in or when my daughter was younger, you could just get a little closer and just sort of loft it to them, but they made us go from the mound. 
I basically kept striking them out. <laughs> like I need to give it enough velocity to get over there. And like, I'm not throwing them well, but I was only allowed a certain number of pitches too. So like, it's way over their head. They have to swing at it. So yeah. I'm striking out my own team. Like, this is not what it was supposed to be, but I didn't know I was going to have to do this. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> Yeah, yeah they, the, think, kids, uh, the kids weren't happy with me. You pitched a perfect <laughs> game. Oh, I'm, I'm so good. Yeah. <laughs> what are the crowds like at a, at a, so I, my kid doesn't do soccer. So what are the, I mean, like, does, does every parent come? Does like every kid have two parents there or how is it? Yeah. So we're in Pennsylvania and, you know, a little bit of a, it's kind of a purple place. Mm-hmm. I'll say it like that. And uh, yeah, people were pretty eager to get back on the side of the fields. Uh yeah, so we've got parents and grandparents and kids and that kind of stuff. But we're also one of the states that has got a pretty good vaccination rate. So, you know, mm-hmm. that's good to see as well. Yeah. Um, you know, a politics aside, I don't know what everyone's politics are, but uh, yeah, good good to see all those things. We're very blue. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, then. <laughs> we're West Coasters. Yeah, yeah we're West Coasters. I California, assumed, Oregon. I assumed, but uh, I didn't want to make an ass of me or you. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we actually, everyone wears masks still. Mm-hmm. Good. I think this is, we're starting to move into the, it is so hot outside, you know, let's not wear masks mm-hmm. phase. So um I don't know where I kind of fall on that. I literally got a cold this last week when we did that. Um, mm. Like, or it was really bad allergies. Either way, it was. I did travel to to Minnesota. It's, it's at least it's not COVID, so it's okay. Right. I, I don't think it's, it's not COVID. It's just, it's just one of the other thousands of of diseases that you can right. get from yeah. interacting with other human beings. So. Yeah. Now, yeah, now it's be... like if, if your nose starts to run, you're like, oh, thank goodness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or if you, for some reason, have just like a coughing fit at Target, you're just you're trying to hide from everybody else. Yeah. yeah. Um, I swear it's not that. Yeah, it's yeah. not COVID. It's just I, this thing smells over here. Hopefully, <laughs> um, it'll be interesting to see uh, the the one. So, if you've ever been to like a, a meet, like either a track and field, or I've gone to lots of swim meets, it's just a it's no pun it's a sea of people. Just like yeah, just because they they invite so many athletes to come and participate. So they've got you know from usually a, a typical swim meet would have any swimmers from um age six all the way to like 18 at a particular meet so and there's like yeah and there's different meets and heats and all this stuff and it's just like wall-to-wall people you cannot get away from people it'll be interesting when they actually start doing those again oh yeah Let's see what see. happens yep. yeah yeah I, my youngest one also does basketball and i will say 10 10 u basketball is kind of a lot of fun to watch <laughs> because you have the low scoring like soccer because frankly they don't they can't put it into the basket that often. I mean they, they can hit like twenty points you know with, with for these girls. A lot of them they can barely get it. Uh, you know they're shooting at the ten foot hoop, so and they're yes. super short. <laughs> so yes. you're, you're watching them trying to loft it up there, and uh, but it gets exciting, right? Like it, it's it's a kind of exciting because when it actually does go into the the basket. So there were a lot of games before pre-COVID times when like all the parents are there. People get really into it. So I do look forward to when that can resume again. 
and you've seen this a lot, Shane, with your son. Yeah, like those youth youth basketball games, lots of fun. Yeah, nobody knows how to dribble or pass. It's just you get the ball and you shoot. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like just every, wild. <laughs> it's like everybody is Eddie House. <laughs> Never saw a shot they didn't like. Yeah. Well, you know what? You miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think there there's a certain enjoyment level. I at the start of when youth sports started again, like youth softball for us, it that was one of the first things that opened up for us because again, outdoors, certain sports mm-hmm. we couldn't do. That was something we could do. The parents were all watching it really intently and we're wondering like is this just because we miss sports? <laughs> like, was everyone watching it? Because it, it started before any of the other sports, the professional sports that started again. Yeah. Yeah, it might be. I mean, it's to just do normal things. It feels, it felt good. Yeah. I'm going to the zoo this weekend. It's going to be super exciting. That's great. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're making plans to go to the, uh, you know, where I'm on the East Coast. So um, the Washington, D.C. Uh, National Zoo is back open. You can Such get limited limited tech uh, tickets, so we're we're excited to make some plans to go do that. That might be even better because there's going to be less crowds. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. It's a great zoo too. Awesome. Well, Alex, thanks so so much for spending time with us. Here. Yeah, you're welcome. It was a delight. I love talking uh, dad stuff. I. I uh, there's some really great things to just bond over and reflect on. And we, I, I, I don't know. I took us everywhere. I think, awesome. <laughs> sorry. Well, no, no, no worries. Uh, so for, for the eight, you know, eight people that listen to our podcast, uh, where can they find your podcast? Um, yeah. So six seasons and a podcast. If you just Google the letter six, no, the number six, it's a number, right? Alex? It's a number. <laughs> it's a number. Um, uh, the number six uh, seasons and a podcast. Uh, since I do it all the time because I'm a nerd and want to know what people are saying, which is nothing. Uh, I, I know that that's you, the way you can find us. Um, it's on iTunes and I'm on Twitter, six seasons and a podcast. That's probably the most fun way to uh, interact with me because I make jokes and yeah. talk about community and all sorts of things like uh, student loans i don't know dumb yeah. stuff <laughs> yeah uh follow f- follow alex uh, listen to alex is good stuff um i am actually we had this kind of conversation with matt last week um but uh i am actually starting to watch the show i had never watched it before oh cool how two, far are you two, in two episodes in <laughs> all right that's two of the damn best episodes of the i, I they're not well Here's the thing. They're not on my top 20, but they're two really fine episodes to watch of the show uh, to get a good sense of the it's show. Weird, so. It's weird to see, and I didn't see any of these when they first came out, so it's weird to see Chevy Chase as an old man because I hadn't seen him since like Spies Like Us or something. Oh, you just said the magic words. One of my favorite movies. Oh, we'll have to have you back on and, and just talk about Spies Like Us then. Because I know Mike likes that movie too. I love so that movie. Good. I think the other thing that has to happen is when when Shane finishes the series, and we're gonna have probably a panel with uh, <laughs> Alex and Matt together, and we'll we'll talk about watching the show for the first time yeah, as awesome. dads and like connect it all together. Well, sure. I'm I'm also letting my 11 year old watch it at the same time, which cool. is probably not a good idea. But you know, uh, you know, he's, he's I seen think The Godfather. I, I yeah, I was gonna seen, say I know for a fact he's seen worse. <laughs> yes, he's seen a lot worse. <laughs> 
He's yeah. seen Scrubs, which is like half pe- people are half naked that entire show. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's that's just much worse. So you're yeah, good. Yeah, so totally fine. <laughs> yeah, uh, or I'm just a bad father. Either one, you know, I'm I'm willing to accept. No, no, you should have a mantra in this this podcast of there's no no bad fathers. No, that's probably not true. Uh, or, there or are bad only, fathers. Only bad children. Maybe. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Judgment-free zone uh, yes. or something like that. I don't know. Sure. So don't know. A, as we end the episode, we should talk about the dad bod of the week. The dad bod of the week. We always pick a dad bod. Somebody that sort of represents dads and dad bods. Yes. And uh, I think someone who's been in the news lately because of his salary. Yeah, he's behind me right now. So Guy Fieri uh, was just announced as uh, he's going to make like $80 million over the next three years for Food Network. Perfect dad bod of the week. Oh, yeah. Guy Fieri. Nice. Dad bod, dad hair. I don't know. Is it dad hair? Or I don't no. know. He's it only works because he's as old as he is, though. You can't have that. It does. The, the you, blonde. You couldn't, you couldn't yes. have the bleach blonde hair and be like 22. He would look like a douche. Right. But <laughs> if he's the fact that he's like, you know, 48 and has the bleach blonde hair, it makes him, you know, less slightly less cool. Yes. So he's, he's still got a goatee that looks like he you know, cut it in 1999 and sort of just went with it. I think you want your chefs to look like this. Then you know they're into the food. That's what yes. I want out of my celebrity chefs. I don't want one of these skinny chefs. No, that's the yeah. worst. Yeah. yeah. That, that, there's no selling of the authenticity of what yeah. they supposedly love. Yeah. Yeah. Your, yeah, your and you definitely want your chef. You want your chef looking like he's the he ate well at the the Sugar Ray Festival, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I want my chefs to be a living meme. This guy Fieri, <laughs> he loves to wear fire shirts. He's got fiery hair. He's everything I want in a celebrity yes. chef. I mean, first of all, it's an excellent reference to Sugar Ray. Yes, um, <laughs> but uh, here's you know, to I you, Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri, dad bot of the week. Um, awesome. Well, thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you.